Well, welcome to Ride Hard and Love Harder. This is your boy, Eric. Of course, the wife is still not with me. Hopefully, we can get her on soon. I'm really just doing these quick and short podcasts as practice. We really haven't started advertising or promoting them yet because we just got to get more comfortable, uh, get more relaxed. But then I go back and I listen to them, and I hear a ton and a lot of mistakes uh, that I've made. So with that being said, uh, on today's episode of Ride Hard, I mean, uh, Ride Hard, Love Harder, we're going to talk about something that just happened to us this weekend. Y'all know that I'm a biker. I ride with Kenyon Knife Motorcycle Ministries out of Charlotte Chapter, Ohio, and D.C. Chapter. Uh, I'm also the senior pastor of Queen City Biker Church in Charlotte. We got a location in Atlanta uh, coming soon, Columbia, South Carolina, Florence, South Carolina. But what I want to talk about today is Saturday, uh, the Kingdom Night Charlotte chapter with myself, we went to a bike blessing. So first of all, let me say an awesome bike blessing. The bike blessing was at Speedway Harley Davidson right there in Concord, right on the outside of Charlotte. Uh, it was their first bike blessing, first annual bike blessing. It was an awesome time. A lot of people came out, diverse crowd, great fellowship met old friends, met some new friends, met people that knew me that I didn't know, met me, I met people that they didn't know I knew them, so we just really had an awesome time, a uh, great fellowship. You know, of course, we had to wear the mask, uh, so that, that definitely was a little uncomfortable, uh, probably not only for me, but for a lot of other people, uh, but we did it. Uh, it was a little warm, but that was okay. Uh, Speedway had food. They definitely had plenty of water. They also had masks on deck. They had masks everywhere you turned if you needed a mask. They had one from the outside to the inside. They had hand sanitizers at every door inside the building, outside. I mean, they really did a wonderful job at this bike blessing. But this is where the problem came in for me. And I guess I'm saying this here because I'm a pastor. One of the things I noticed is they had four pastors, or maybe a minister and the rest was pastors. I don't really know, but I know that I'm thinking they all was pastors. If you're a pastor and you get asked to do a bike blessing, treat it just like you would your church or altar call or whatever you do at your church. The problem I had was, and and. For me, this was an awesome opportunity because as an organization, we're normally the ones who do the bike blessing. We're the ones that read the prayer, bring the scripture, bring the word, play the music. So in generally, we don't get blessed. And I know that may sound strange. We get blessed because of the word of God. We get blessed because of the music. We get blessed because of the scripture and the prayer. But normally, we don't be the ones who out there in the audience getting blessed because our organization, we normally working. So we call up the president, vice president, we pray for the people, pray for the fallen right. We do all of that. So this was a golden opportunity for the Knights to get blessed, to maybe have a pastor come over and pray with our organization or pray for our organization because we need it just like we do a lot of other people, when we do by bless, this was our opportunity to sit back, be ministered to, be scripture to, be be prayed to, to be fellowship to, 
But kind of what happened was with these pastors. They had one pastor, uh, he did a quick prayer, very quick. Another pastor, he did a scripture, and then he went into his military ch- chant. And I say it like that because he went to asking people about what service was you in, who was in the National Guard, and who was in the Reserves, and who was in the Coast Guard, and who was in the Marines and the Air Force. And, you know, then he did the Army last because he was in the Army. This was not a military bike blessing or a military blessing. This was a motorcycle bike blessing at a Harley-Davidson dealership. And pretty much all he had to fall back on was his military career. Then the next pastor uh, kind of spoke softly, some few words, did a prayer. But the pastor that was supposed to bring the word, supposed to preach the word, which was he was uh, identified, and they told everybody what they was going to do, uh, he just pretty much closed it out in prayer because he said, hey, you know, being that I'm last, all these other preachers done preached and they done prayed, so really all I need to do is close it out in prayer. Most of those people that was there, because most bikers go to bike blessing at least once a year or biker Sunday, they was expecting to hear the word of God to bless them. Even the non-Christian bikers, they will come to church once a year for something like that. So an opportunity was missed by not delivering the word of God. And then the part that really kind of, none of that kind of got to me, because I was okay with that, because I can tell these guys really aren't bikers. They're kind of in an uncomfortable situation. And probably what happened was maybe, Somebody that worked there go to one of those guys' church, and so they invited their pastor and another co-worker or maybe somebody like that. You know, I don't know. That's probably how that really happened. But when I say as soon as they got through what they did, them pastors was gone, all of them, gone. They hollering and calling for ministers and pastors to come up. They had bikers that had bought guardian bells, bikers that came there and they wanted a personal prayer bikers that wanted somebody to lay their hands on them or their bike, bikers that wanted somebody to pray for their club. And it's like 30, 40 minutes going by, and they just call, hey, any pastors left? Where are the pastors? Where are the ministers? We need y'all to come up. We got somebody that wants prayer. We got somebody that want, wants to talk. And it just kept going on and on. And at one time, I was sitting on my bike. I actually watched two of the pastors completely leave as soon as it was over with. Bikers do not bite. Bikers do not bite. Bikers are loving and understanding. Yeah, we got our issues like everything else. But the thing about the bike community is sometimes we forget about what's going on in the world. We forget that there's issues and problems in the world, especially bikers that really ride. Because we just get out and we ride. We see other bikers at the gas station or a restaurant or something, and we just speak or we just say something, we just talk, we just fellowship with each other. I mean, a lot of clubs is uh, diverse, they co-ed. Uh, so, so we don't really sometimes get in tune with a lot that's going on because in our culture, we don't really see it that much. We know that there's some clubs that uh, all black don't allow white members. There's some white clubs that don't allow minority members, but that's small and few. For the most part, whether it's a male club, I mean an all-male club or an all-female club or a co-ed club, 
or even a social club. If you just want to be part of their family, they will welcome you in and, you know, patch you in as one of their brothers or sisters and love on you simply because of the patch and your character and personality, not because of the pigment of your skin. So that's why I say to pastors, uh, when you get an opportunity to, to be outside your church, don't be so nervous that you miss the opportunity to bring uh, Jesus to somebody because you don't know who you could touch. And I don't mean physically, so y'all know what I'm meaning, who you can touch that can alter the direction of their life. You don't know who you can touch that can alter what they may be going through at the moment. So you have a huge and a big obligation. And look, it's like this here. If you're really uncomfortable when somebody asks you, say, do a bike blessing or do a bike a Sunday, be courteous and just say, hey, I'd rather not do it. Uh, you know, I don't, I don't really speak to bikers. I don't know the language. I don't know the lingo. So if it's okay with you, I like to pass. You gain and get and earn more respect for doing that than just showing up, saying a scripture, and leave. Or showing up when you're supposed to be the one who bring the word and you don't and you leave. Or showing up and you do a 30-second prayer and you leave. Then people start to question in who we are as ministers and pastors. And now your actions has made all the churches look bad. Because they're not going to separate you from other pastors or you from other ministers. They're going to put us all in the same bubble and say, man, we went this bite best. None of them pastors was worth three cents. See what I'm saying? That's what happens. So what you really want to do if you in like like a prime example, a while back, I used to just you know do men's conferences and uh, pastors' anniversaries and stuff like that. I actually stopped doing that. I physically said, you know what, I'm really not like in seminary. They used to tell us know your audience, preach to your audience. Even though you're ministering, you at a church and you're in training, that may not be your audience. So preach to your audience. Well, I realized a long time ago because of how I talk, how I conversate, how I fellowship the things that I do, the way that I was raised up, my audience is the biker community. And I realized when I was going to other churches and getting invitations, even though the message may be good or the message may have been a, a great message, it was losing people because of my dialogue. Not that I was doing it on purpose. It's just that I'm more comfortable in a Harley shirt or gold wing shirt or victory shirt or whatnot. So I had to say, you know what, unless it's biker related, a church say, hey, will you come do our biker Sunday? I'll go. We're going to have a bike blessing. I'll go. But anything outside of that, like we do a men's conference, but it's hosted by Queen City Biker Church. We do a women's conference, but it's hosted by Queen City Biker Church. We also do our couples conference but it's hosted by a biker church. So even though we do those normal conferences that churches do, guess what? We bring a biker theme and we bring what happens in, in the bike community to relate. So when we're going to be talking to men, we're our first conference, was, well, I keep calling our first conference. I think it was really our third conference. We've done uh, two other men conferences before. This was our first outside uh, major 
uh, and I say major, conference. I'm from Charlotte, but we did it in Dallas, Texas. Next year in April, of course, the conference will be right here in Charlotte. But we try to relate it to what's happening to us as bikers on how to be more loving people or loving whoever, whatever you want to do, or our women's conference. Women's conference can be a little different because they're just women. So you really don't have to just focus on biker and women. Now, our couples conference, we kind of blend in a lot. We do a lot more of how to be a respectable biker couple or how to be a biker couple, and then we add into it how to just be a couple outside the bike world, and then we add into it, you know, so on, so on, et cetera, et cetera. But that's who we are, and we already know that going into what we do, so it makes it easy for us. But if you're a regular church, you really don't do anything biker because that opportunity never comes up or, or never is approached to you. So, therefore, when you do stuff, because I've been to biker Sundays where that pastor, especially if it's a small church and all of a sudden they got 300 bikers, when most Sundays they got 25 people, oh, they're going to automatically want to preach. But they get up there and all the bikers is just tuned out. You know, except for 15 of the 300 understand what's going on. The rest of them, they're just sitting in there because it's an event. And I had to tell a guy this one time. I said, I'm trying to get out of the event business. I'm trying to do more of the uh, bring church to the bike community in a hardcore way that bikers can accept and bikers can fellowship with and feel comfortable and feel good. When you do these uh, ride with Jesus or biker Sunday. Sometimes bikers love events. That's why they have an anniversary party every weekend. That's why they have fish fries and bike washes and uh, back to school drives and stuff like that because bikers love events. We show up for what's called an event. So when you have that biker Sunday or that bike blessing, yes, it's an event, but it's an opportunity to knock on the door, and I say door, I really mean knock on somebody's head and say, hey, knock, 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 who's there? Jesus wants to come in. That's the opportunity that we have. And those are the opportunities that we got to grab hold to. And at the end, it was kind of disappointing for me as a pastor to watch these pastors just walk away from a crowd, get in their car and leave, not shake nobody's hand and say thank you for coming out not fellowship with nobody and say thank you for uh, taking part in this here or thank you for uh, uh, spending time with us today or just walking up to somebody saying hey or taking pictures with bikers or taking pictures with a bike. That was kind of disheartening because isn't that what we're supposed to do as pastors, fellowship with people? So if we're the ones not fellowshipping, how can we always stand up in the pulpit and tell people to fellowship when we don't even fellowship? And I get it. A lot of y'all pastors, you only talk to your other ministers, other pastors, your elder board or deacon board or trustees or the board, and you really never associate yourself or break bread or fellowship with the members of your church. If that's what you do at your church, that's fine. I'm not here to question it. But that's not how bikers roll. With bikers, we want to talk to you. We want to touch you. We want to laugh, cut up, fellowship. They might even make some jokes about you. But that's what we do as bikers. So if you're a pastor of a regular church and you get an opportunity to fellowship with bikers, 
please do just that. Fellowship with Vikers. Now, unfortunately, not unfortunately, but, uh, you know, uh, Speedway Holiday from did say to me, we getting in touch with you next year. You, you know, I probably have to do this thing next year. I said, yeah, no problem. And we'll do whatever y'all ask us to do. That's See, I tell people I'm a servant to the bike community. God placed me in this bike community, so I'm here to serve this bike community. There's things that I do in the bike community, like if I marry a couple, I don't charge them, not a dime. You're bikers. God asked me to be your servant. If I pray, I hope, you know, we know we all going to die, but I hate doing funerals just like anybody else. I don't charge for that because you're a biker. God called me to be a servant to the bike community. You want me to come bless your house because you get a new house? I don't charge for that because God called me to be a servant to the bike community. So anything I do in the bike community, I do because Jesus Christ already paid the price because he's given me an opportunity to do it. So why do I need to charge a biker for something that Jesus Christ has already paid me for it to do? Start going up there on that cross and spreading his arms wide. He's already paid the ultimate price. He's already wrote that check to me to do the things that I do for the bike community. And that's very, very important. And that's what we got to learn, and that's what we got to learn to grow from. And that's why when we started Queen City Biker Church, we kind of knew that the inside of the church wasn't going to have large numbers, but we were praying for large numbers. But we knew that we was more of the outreach-type church. A lot of what we do is on the road. A lot of what we do is opportunity to go somewhere, and we love it, love it, love it. It's 102 degrees out there. We jumping on our motorcycles. When people ask me to come do something, unless it's a hurricane or a tornado or something, which the tornado, I probably ain't going, but I make sure I show up on my motorcycle because you invited a biker church to come do something for you. So I show up on my motorcycle. That's the only respect to the organization that asked me to come. Now, I have on my biker gear, but in my tour pack, I got my, 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 my pastor's robe. So I can take off my vest and uh, take off whatever shirt or whatever I have on, put on my robe, and guess what? Now I look just like a pastor. Or sometimes I just wear a collar, keep my vest on. Guess what? I'm still in part of the community, and I'm still showing respect to my calling. I'm still showing respect to how my, my seminary taught me. I'm still showing respect to the word of God, to Jesus Christ, by way of the biker community. So that's why I just wanted to come on. And it's Thursday. Uh, I know the wife don't want to do these but once a month, but I pretty much say until I feel comfortable, I'll probably do do mine once a week because something happens. And next week I might be talking about trucking stuff because y'all know I'm a truck guy. But today I wanted to talk about what happened at the bike blessing. Like I say, once again, it was an awesome. And I'm telling you, next year put it on your calendar. Hopefully our podcast be done kicked off good. Uh, you know, about 5,000, 600,000, 500,000 of y'all will be listening. So we'll definitely be able to help Speedway promote that uh, bike blessing. Uh, and listen, I just want to say I love you guys. I love you guys. And listen, ride hard and love harder. And this your boy, Eric. Deborah's not here, but I'm sure she'll be here soon. Love you guys. <laughs>